I'm just thankful. But we're in Ephesians 5. Uh, we're still in Ephesians. Uh, one thing that I have learned, and uh, coming up soon, we will be here seven years. <laughs> Woo! Seven years. What a, it's, been, it's been good. Um, but what I have learned uh, from then to now, and thank you guys for being patient with us to, to uh, <laughs> watch us grow and, and watch us lose hair and gain weight and whatever else has come along with it. But uh, I have learned that you don't have to rush through everything. You got, there's, we just, there's no need to. But Ephesians chapter 5, uh, last week we were obviously there and we were, we were um, just speaking about the, the life and, and uh, uh, what it is to be in Christ and the commands and not to be partakers of, of, of things or whatever. But uh, continuing on in, in, in chapter 5 and picking up with verse 3, uh, it's, it's, a, it's an, an application of this word is so vital to, to the relationship with the Lord. And uh, I don't know, I read it this afternoon, I don't even know who put it, but uh, I can't, I'm not going to quote it right, but to my knowledge, or what I got out of it, somebody was asking if there's so many Christians, or if Christianity works, then why is the world so crazy? And I believe it was Billy Graham that asked that, responded with, there is so much soap in the world, but if you don't apply it, you're still going to be dirty. <laughs> um, so if you don't apply the word of God and what he has for you, then you're just a... a by association only. But anyway, verse 3, beginning right there. And one more announcement before I start. Uh, July 5th, mark your calendar. We are going to and have not had one in quite some time. But July 5th, the PM service, we will have a food and fellowship. And I'm going to just go ahead and say this out of pure faith. We're going to have a low country bowl. Is it bowl or bro? We bowling. I don't know what brolin is. We bowling. Uh, so, yeah, we are bowling. We ain't brawling. Brawling's in the stove, right? Or the oven. Anyway, dear God, I always get sidetracked. So there you go, July 5th, mark your calendar. Uh, there will be. But picking up verse 3, chapter 5 of Ephesians, uh, says, But fornication and all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as become saints, neither filthiness or foolish talking or jesting, which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. For this you know that uh, no whoremonger or unclean person, no covet, covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. Let no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. Be not ye therefore partakers with them. For you were sometimes darkness... But now are you light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. For the fruit of the Spirit is in all goodness and righteousness and truth. Proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. And having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness. But rather reprove them. For it is a shame even to speak of those things which are done uh, of them in secret. But all things that are reproved are made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is light. Wherefore he said, Awake thou who sleeps, and arise from the dead, and Christ shall give you light. See then that you walk circumspectly, not as fools, but as wise, redeeming the time, because the days are evil. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understanding what the will of the Lord is. And be not drunk with wine, wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit. Speaking to yourselves in psalm and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your hearts to the Lord, giving thanks always for the things unto God and the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. There's a lot, but it's all right. If, if you're into the title thing again, uh, which we always do just for purposes of, of, of keeping up, um, we're using tonight for a, a title, Redeem the Time. You, you can't buy time back, and uh, I've said before, you will never get right now back again. It, it won't come back again. Uh, my, my dad would always tell me, and I've heard it and you've heard it, uh, you, you have one chance to make a first impression. And, 
I've made some bad ones, and hopefully I've made some good ones, but I, I don't know. But here or there, you only get one time. Time is, is now, and, and it, it's not done again. So let's don't misconstrue the word redeem as we get to do it again. It's not a do-over. Um, so we're going to get there. But when we are saved, we're fully saved. Praise God. When you're saved, you are fully saved. And we're 100% saved, but yet we are still 100% tempted. Don't seem fair, but that's life. I remember all the time I would say this is not fair, and my mom's rebuttal was always life's not fair. Just get over it or suck it up or whatever she'd say. But we're still 100% tempted. We're, we're 100% saved, but we're 100% tempted. But, but praise God that we can be and we should be victorious, 100% victorious. We should be over sin. Not meaning you're not going to mess up or whatever. So that Romans 6 and 14, for sin shall not have dominion over you, is so true. How? By and through the saving power of Jesus Christ. By the blood that still works. So again, simply meaning and simply put that the sin nature no longer controls us. So when we're saved, we know that we was, if you will, uh, uh, track with me for a moment. What are those little puppet things on the strings? I don't know what they're called. Who? Marionette? Whatever. I, I'm, whatever they're called. I about said mariachi and I knew that wasn't right. <laughs> And uh, that's a band, I know that. So, um, but the, the puppet's on the string, and this is you. You're this, this thing, and, the, and the, the, the controls are going. But when you're saved by the power and the saving power and knowledge of Jesus Christ, those strings are cut. They're, they're, they're cut away. And it no longer controls you. It should be the Holy Spirit. We should be walking in the Spirit. So it's the, the power of God that desires to move and operate in our lives so that what is leading us and who is leading us should be God the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit. So that sin nature no longer controls us. We are not to be partakers of it. There is a, there's a vast difference in, in sinning and living in sin. And, 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 and as I was growing up, it was under the old iron fist of hellfire and brimstone, and that's fine, good, and dandy, but I was, again, terrified that if, if the Lord were to come back and I was mad at somebody, I was going to hell. I, I didn't, and it may have been my part of, of misunderstanding or not understanding enough, but there are, unfortunately, people who believe this, that, uh, man, if you ain't perfect, you ain't going to heaven. Well, there ain't nobody going to heaven because there ain't nobody perfect. It's just there's, none of us are perfect. We're people. That's just who we are. So, but we're not to be partakers of it. We're not to indulge and live that life. So that back to verses 3 and 4, the, but fornication, all uncleanliness or covetousness, let it not be once named among you as you become saints. And we, these are the big deals. You know, we talk about these all the time and, 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 and we harp on these and we, we, we talk about these things, but then, then you come on down, and, but, but neither filthiness, and it's not necessarily filthy in your lifestyle, but, but filthy in the eyes of the Lord are self-righteous. Those that fill the church and I'm good and boo, 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 the self-righteous, the Bible tells us we are considered as filthy rags. Don't even let that be among you. How does this happen? By denying self and, and, and dying to self. So neither filthiness nor, nor foolish talk nor jesting nor, or which are not convenient, but rather giving of thanks. 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 Jesting. We, we make a lot of things in jest and, and that shouldn't be happening. But then on the flip side of that, everything that somebody says, there's not an ulterior motive to it. It's where are you and what is your, what I said this morning, perspective. Lord, I'll open the eyes of my heart. Don't let me see things for everybody is against or for or whatever. But Lord, lead me and guide me with your eyes and let me understand I am not perfect nor is anyone else. But our desire should be, and, 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 and most definitely these are, are, are moral standards and these are, are life lessons, don't let these things be named among the believers. Summer talked about it the other uh, Wednesday. 
the divorce rate in church versus outside of church, the world versus church, if you want to look at it that way, there's no difference. There's, there's no difference. And, and it's, it's why? Because we have failed to understand submission in the context of, that, that, that the Lord desires. I'll get here later and I'll hit it again. But submission, biblically, submission, a biblical stance is never vertical, it's horizontal. We're going to get here. We, we submit to the Lord God Almighty. But the other is, it's a give, it's a give and take. But anyway, uh, these things should not be among us. So, but there, there are times that we mess up. We wait tonight. There are times that you are going to mess up. It's going to happen. If it hadn't happened, I, I don't want to be the bearer of bad news. It's, it's going to. It will happen. Because it's getting hot. Maybe your air conditioning quits working. I pray it don't, but it's just going to be a bad day for you. But anyway, those things happen. So if you, but if you slip up, don't stay there. Get up. Get up. The greatest weapon of the enemy is deception. And when, when as a believer does something, whatever, misses up, slips up, whatever you want to call that, the enemy will begin to ride them like a, like a work mule. <laughs> you know, you've done it now. How could you show your face back in that church after you did what you did? Whatever, I don't know what it is. And you'll begin to listen. Man, I can't, I can't go back. Or I can't show up. Or I can't do this. Or I, we can't, I can't do anything. But don't give place, the Bible in Ephesians, back to, don't give place to the devil. So it's a great tragedy for the believer, or anyone for that matter, to listen to the lies of the devil. So specifically, pertaining to the believer, if you give place to the devil, he will wreak havoc in your life. In fact, that, that what I just said is Ephesians 4.27. Neither give place to the devil. He, he don't want an inch. He wants it all. Yesterday we were out on the, uh, on the deck and, and, and that little dog, Ranger, Lord Jesus, that cute little dog. All it needed was a crack and it was coming in. This is, this is the, if you will crack the door, he is whoo, flooding in. So, so if this, but if this sinful lifestyle is continued, verse 5, we, we, well, who's not going to heaven? You hear these questions. A lot of us want to know what we can do, but still get to heaven. <laughs> no, listen, here's what the Bible says, okay? For, for, for this you know, believers, this you know, no whoremonger or unclean person, no, nor covetous man who is an idolater has any inheritance in the kingdom of Christ and of God. No, no, no entry. If we continue in this lifestyle... If we continue in, and, and, and we slip and we don't uh, 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 seek forgiveness and, and, and repent and we stay and we wallow in the mud per se, then this, this uh, what is so controversial, and I don't know why, you can lose your relationship with the Lord Jesus Christ. I know we've had people leave because I've said that before, but I'm not going to change anything because, yes, we are saved and... and, and you're gloriously saved, but if you do not continue to stay in the vine, you will eventually die. That's just the way it is. That is not the intention, but it's us who chooses to detach and be removed from the vine. So, so verse 6 says, Let no man, no man deceive you with vain words. For because of these things comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. I don't, uh, I, I've heard everything in the world, and, we've, and you've probably heard it too. This is the wrath of God, and I don't believe that. I don't believe that at all. I believe this is a corrupt man and an evil heart and deceitfully wicked heart. This is what man's heart wants. Uh, but we don't dwell in these things, and we don't, we don't, we don't, take part in these things, but don't let no man deceive.
deceive you with vain words. What are vain words? Words that have no meaning at all. They're for one reason and one purpose. It's deception. Deception from what? Taking your faith from Christ and the finished work and placing it anywhere else. Anybody ever been deceived? I have. I mean, I, every time the dude pulled 37 handkerchiefs out of his pocket, I was like, That's, how does this happen? I didn't know you had them stuff in there. I was deceived. I thought they just kept flowing from a handkerchief fountain. I, I, didn't, I didn't know. And I know that sounds stupid, but deception, it's, it's, we let people, we let, how? By not knowing the Word of God, not knowing the truth. This is why the Word of God is so imperative that we know this. Go back to this morning. We, the fathers knew him, but the young men, they knew the Word of God. They abode the in the Word of God. We've got to know this Word. If you don't know, then you don't know the truth, and you don't know what, what is true or not. <coughs> when we used to have church at our house, John Gunner, Sister Gunner, you probably know him pretty good. <laughs> Lynn, you, I'm sure you know him well too. But anyway, we were sitting there, and, and we were talking about counterfeit things and talking about the real, and, the, and once you've tasted and seeing that he is good, you just want more. And he, he started talking about, uh, I've never worked in a bank, but talking about bank tellers and the way they were trained to, to detect, now they got the machines, but detect the counterfeit money is they had to feel the real thing first. They had to study the real thing first. They had to know this is what a real $100 bill looks like. So that one comes in that's not real, you're immediately going to, something's going to happen, a flag's going to go up. So now they, now they mark it with a pen or whatever, and I just think about the blood of Jesus. It just covers that thing, and it shows its true color or not. But you're never going to know if something's imitation or not. I can tell the difference in imitation crab meat and real crab meat. Sawyer loves imitation crab meat. I don't. It tastes like rubber. But we have to know the difference. So how do we know? By knowing what is real. So we don't give place to the devil. We don't continue in this lifestyle. We don't let man deceive us with vain words. Because uh, of these things uh, comes the wrath of God upon the children of disobedience. The, the cross alone, the finished work of Christ is the only thing that stops the wrath of God. So be not ye therefore partakers with them. I've said this many times and I'll stand by it. That I have a, a lot, of, lot of friends, but I fellowship with few. So, meaning that I, there are certain people, I, you're a friend, but I, I'm not going to partake in what you are partaking in. I, I'm not, that's it's not going to happen. So, so let no man deceive you with those vain words. And again, this deception is the enemy's or the devil's greatest tool. So we've got to know what's beneath the icing. I don't, I don't, I don't like, I like lemon pie. I don't like lemon meringue pie. I don't like the meringue stuff. Is that what it's called? The, the, the fluffy stuff? I don't like that. So... But if you take all these meringue pies, it could be lemon, chocolate, cherry, pudding, or whatever it could be. I don't know what. I guess they make them all. But you're never going to know what kind of meringue pie it is until you get the meringue gone. You got to... I've said meringue a lot there. meringue tang tang You got to know what's beneath the icing. You, you've got to know what's real. What is this? What am I getting into? What, what am I indulging in? What am I taking part of? I, I and Summer does too, and maybe you do too. I get a lot of things that want me to like things, especially on Facebook. And just because it has a cross on it or says Jesus, I'm not going to necessarily like it. And it don't mean that I mean, I don't know what it is. I don't know enough about it. I don't know enough about the people. I have to know what am I involving myself with because if what how do you how do you look somebody how do you research people now and all these things you go on their social media and you look what do they like what have they read what are they involved with what have they commented on what have they reviewed 
And you got, be careful with what you involve yourself with and who you involve yourself with. So if, if one can pull you from the cross, then, then they can take you anywhere they want you to go. It's true. Because if a person is lost and they're looking for direction, they're going to follow anybody that says, I know where to go. This is true, and it's a true statement, and, and it's not psychology. So if you want to accuse me of this, it's not. But a person who is a passionate leader, and they are confident in where they are going, can take people who follow anywhere. Point case, Adolf Hitler. He was passionate. And he took people to, to murder millions of Jews. Because he was confident in this plan. And right now what is going on, we have a, a supposed to be democracy that is confident in what they know and they think is best for the people. And the people are blindly following the blind into the ditch. And I want to taste the poison. Give me the Kool-Aid. I'll drink it. Noah was joking this morning. Man, we are drinking the punch. Oh, Lord. <laughs> but how does this happen? And you wonder, how could someone be involved? And how could someone follow or fall into this? It all goes back to not knowing the truth. Not holding everything up to the Word of God, the standard. So verse 7 tells us to, to not be partakers with them. We've got to be mindful of who we surround ourselves with, who we give ear to. Jethro gave good, bad advice to Moses. It sounded good. Moses, you can't handle all this, man. I can't. Why don't you find some people and, and divvy up the... the, the and fi, in fact, when I was in Bible school, they was talking about, oh, here's where delegation plays in. And it did, but it wasn't... This is not what the Lord said. So you can get good, bad advice, but you better take it to the Lord. It may sound good and it may sound all right, but Lord, is this what you desire? Is this what you... I can't tell you how many times I've asked questions. Lord, is this, is this right? Did I do the right thing, Lord? Did I make the right decision? Lord, was this the right decision to make? Even though it's working and... Pro Lord, was this, is this the right thing? See, I was taught you never have an answer unless you ask a question. And, and it's not I'm questioning God. I just want to, Lord, is this right? Is this the best thing? Is this what you desire? Is this what you want? So be careful of who you give ear to. Because everybody's got something to say. Oh, let me tell you what to do. So verse 8, I told David yesterday, I said, never listen to a person with marital advice who's been married more than one time. <laughs> Just don't do it. Unless they're telling you, don't do this because this is, led, this is where it led me to. <laughs> verse 8 tells you, you, you were in spiritual darkness. You were, you were sometimes darkness, but now you are light in the Lord. Walk as children of the light. And I'm not going to stay here long because I know we, we, we talked about this last week. But walk as children of the light. Walk in whom you have believed. Walk as what you are. Walk as children of the light. And as we walk as children of the light, the fruit of the Spirit should be evident in our lives. <coughs> the fruit of the Spirit should be evident in our lives. Not fruits. But the fruit of the Spirit, Galatians 5, 22 and 23, love, joy, peace, long-suffering, gentleness, goodness, faith, meekness, temperance, against such there is no law. Well, I'm good with the, I'm good with the, uh, with the joy. Brother, <laughs> this, this temperance thing, I ain't quite got it yet or whatever. The fruit of the Spirit should be evident in our lives and they all go together and they work uh, harmoniously. It's, 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 they, they work together. So, so man will never, listen to me, man will never produce the fruit of the Spirit. Can't. But the Holy Spirit always desires to develop that in our lives. 
And it develops as we are led by the Spirit and making the cross the object of our faith. They are put to the test. Woo! Don't we know that? They are put to the test. Why? Verse 10 tells us, proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. The, the, the cross, the finished work of Christ will stand the test. It's still there. His word will last forever. So it takes the test. It proves what is acceptable or proving what is acceptable unto the Lord. Verse 11, and having no fellowship with the unfruitful works of darkness, but rather reprove them. Don't. This is pretty self-explanatory. But don't indulge in the un... All, all works of darkness are unfruitful. All of them. Some have preached a message years ago, and you need sometime need to preach it again. I'm not telling you when, or, but I'm just saying you should, if you feel the Lord leads you to. <laughs> preach that message again. But talking about a rotted root cannot produce good fruit. Can't happen. So you go back and specifically you tie it back into music and man, oh, ho, ho, this is touchy. The root of it, the root of things, a rotten root will never produce good fruit. So, so don't be partakers of unfruitful works of darkness but rather reprove them. Don't, don't indulge. Don't be involved with it. Uh, again, we are to be separate, but not isolated. Not isolated. So, uh, verse 12 says, For it is a shame to even speak of those things which are done of them in, in secret. So to show the pure evil, to, to, to just drive the point on how, how, how evil, evil is, the evilness of sin, we see two things in this verse. One is those that continually live a life of sin are always desperate for more. When you watch uh, these, these, these uh, documentaries and people who are addicted to, to whatever drug they may be, they didn't want to end up in all of them. I didn't. I never thought I would end up this way, living on the streets, stealing or washing windows or begging for money just to go get enough. They're not making extra. Uh, now I've got my 30 bucks or whatever that may be, and they go call the supplier, and they're cooking this thing up in the spoon, and they hit it in their vein, and they're... And then this high goes away, and they're, they're, they're jonesing for more, and they've got to have more. So, so destruction always has an appetite, and, and it always craves for more, and they're, they're always desperate. And then that, in that desperation, their conscience is seared. How could a son steal from a mother or father? How could a son curse and, 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 and just be so cruel and vile to a parent that's loved them and raised them? Because this is what sin does. There is a desperation for more sin, so in that life, that living in it and, and desiring more of it, the conscience is seared, and I don't feel anything. I just want to feel what I desire. So the second thing is that then they declare their sin as Sodom. In Isaiah 3 and verse 9, in, in verse 9 it says, to show of their countenance does witness against them, and they declare their sin as Sodom, and hide it not. Woe unto their soul, for they have rewarded evil unto themselves. And I can tell you, and I'm not going to go into any kind of detail at all, but working in commercial construction, I was absolutely appalled at some of the things these people would talk about. And other people laughed. And I thought, my God, how sick and twisted do you have to be? So, so this is what happens. They parade it around like it's a token or a jewel, and look what I've done. This is nuts. This is why you have 
have videos and, and, and these things, these spring breakers and, and down and wherever, and people, people just run around naked just to get a bead or whatever it may be. This is crazy. Why? It's sin. It's, this is what it does. It makes us live a life that we should not and do not really desire, but it craves appetite for more. Right now, young ladies are driven for attention by likes. By basically perverting themselves out and selling out just to get a thumbs up. And it's sad. I want to tell you, young ladies, modest is hottest. We're going to leave it right there. Verse 13. <coughs> it says, but all things are reproved or made manifest by the light. For whatsoever does make manifest is light. Um. It's only by Christ that sin can adequately be seen for what it is. Because without Him, you're not going to see it. You're not. Without Christ, you don't see what's wrong with sleeping around and all of those. You just don't see it. You don't see sin for, for what it is. John 15 and 5, it goes back to that. We said it this morning, without me you can do nothing. You can't, nor will you see the miserable state that you're in without Christ. You're not going to. Verse 14, so we go here and, and it's saying, so wake up in essence, uh, arise, wake up thou who sleeps and rise from the dead and Christ shall give you light. So you, you, so then when you wake up, you walk circumspectly you walk not as fools but you walk as wise you wake up I don't know if it's a gift or what but I can lay down and then all I got to do is get still I'm gone it's like a bear in hibernation <laughs> it's great but when I wake up I am awake and I'm ready to go and, 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 and some don't really like that so much because I leave the house seven times because I always forget things. But anyway. But when you wake up, wake up and walk. Walk and arise from the dead. Walk not as fools, but walk as wise. How? By the light of Christ shining in your life. The word again is a lamp unto my feet, a light unto my path. By, by living and abiding in Him, by truly the, the Scripture and, and living by what it says, in Him we live and move and have our being. So we get to, to, to verse 16 that, that we, we're walking as wise and here we come to verse 16 redeeming the time because the days are evil. <coughs> Again, you can't buy back time. How would, we redeem, how, would, how would you redeem the time? You can't get it back and, and, and it's not going to happen. But this verse is speaking of making the most of every single opportunity. When, when in work, and, 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 I, and I wrote this down in my notes, and, and I thought, and this was a thought that hit me, was what if, or what would happen if, the believer, and again, you're not saved by works, what if the believer, what would happen if the believer would work for the Lord with as much efficiency and diligence as they give to working for the dollar? What would happen? Because... When, when I, in construction and building projects, there was always a deadline. If you ever build a project and you don't put a timeline on it, you are asking for trouble. Because they're going to use you as we call them fillers, and we're just going to get to you when we get to you. You're, you're a, we like your money, but it's really not that important. But we had a timeline, and, and then that timeline meant something. And if I don't get it done, then there's a penalty to be paid. So if we missed a day because of rain, guess what we did? We redeemed the time. We worked harder to make up for what was lost. And you're never going to make up missed opportunities. And, and I'm not saying work uh, as to, to get something and you're not gaining. This is not going against what I preached this morning. You're not gaining things by working. But we should be diligent in seeking the Lord and doing things as if we are doing them unto the Lord. This is why I say Christianity and laziness should never be mentioned together. Because when you understand the, the privilege that you have to do things for the Lord, and you're doing them as you are doing them unto the Lord, you are going to be the best at everything you do. 
Because you're not going to complain about whatever it may be. You're going to do it. And you're going to enjoy it. Maybe not every moment, but you will. So miss time, you, 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 again, we, we don't make it up, but we seek the Lord for more opportunities. Lord, let me make the most of every opportunity. Let me not miss one that goes by. Lord, let me not nudge or, 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 or ignore the person that, at Walmart because they're closer than is it six feet. Oh God, no, but no, don't let me ignore them, but Lord, if they need you and, and you've sent them my way, Lord, let me be aware of that. Everybody that goes to Walmart in Denver knows Jason. If you don't know Jason, then you had not been a lot at Walmart. Everybody knows this guy. He talks to everybody. I walked in a while ago. It was raining. He's like, brother, what's going on? How you doing? Woo, good to see you. I'm, like, I'm doing great, man. Give me the buggy. I got to go. This is just how he is, and, and there's nothing wrong with it. But he wants to know everything. But this is, our, what, if, what if the church, what if we as believers were that excited about the gospel that excited to see somebody it don't matter who they are and just know here's an opportunity that I have to tell you there's hope for you instead of saying oh because you know sometimes when we go to I don't know maybe it's just me maybe when, when I go to the store I'm not going to throw y'all in my, in my buggy but when I go I, I'm not the I'm not the, the slow walking guy with the with the car. I'm ready to roll. Let's go. And if I get one with a work wheel, I'm taking it back because I gotta roll fast. And we're just we're just walking around. We're dodging aisles and and, and you always got the one person that's just slow and they're they're looking everywhere. What was that? And you're like, oh God. But what if what if we would me, I'm speaking to me, what if I would not be in such a hurry to get to nowhere? And take time and say, Lord, let me see what you see. Let me see as you see. And let me love as you love. And let me slow down a little bit. Why are we in such a hurry anyway? To go where and do what? I don't, I, I get that way. I mean, I'm not, listen, I'm, I'm guilty. I just, I got to get it done. It's got to be right now. Right, 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 right. And unfortunately, I believe that Noah has taken that trait right on from his father. It's got to happen now. And, uh, but anyway, that, that's just it. But anyway, we don't get time back, but we should make the most of every single opportunity in life. But we're never going to do that if we're not seeking the will of the Father. If we're not asking Him to lead us and guide us. So, so we do it with diligence. Make the most of every opportunity. So you go to verse 17. Wherefore be ye not unwise, but understand what the will of the Lord is. Uh-oh, this is the million dollar question. What's the will of the Lord for my life? Well, specifically, I have no clue. Because I'm not the Lord. But generally speaking, I can tell you what the will of the Lord is for every believer's life. And it's found, and you turn to Matthew 28. Well, one is to deny yourself and follow Him, but Matthew 28, uh, 18 through 20, <coughs> we know this, we call it the Great Commission. And Jesus came and spoke unto them, saying, All power uh, is given unto me in heaven and in earth. Go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, teaching them to observe all things, Whatsoever I have commanded you, and lo, I'm with you always, even unto the end of the world. Amen. Well, no, that, no, 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 no. I don't want that will. I'm talking about specific will. No, if you never follow the general will and the general call, which is to follow Him and to preach and teach and live His word, you're never going to follow a specific one anyway. In, in, in the field of work that I was in, we would have people that wanted to learn to do whatever. I, I want to learn to, to, to do finished carpentry. Uh, bro, you can't even read a tape measure. Let's, let's learn to read a tape measure first. And then we'll teach you how to measure, and then we'll teach you how to cut. It goes back to this morning, we're trying to skip from here to here, but we need to walk as children of the light, and, and 
be patient and let the fruit of the Spirit develop in our lives and follow the will of the Lord so we walk not as the unwise but understanding what the will of the Lord is and it's to deny self, to take up your cross and follow Him, to submit to Him. We've got to understand this. Because if we don't understand this, then we're going to go back to the previous and we're not going to walk as wise. We're going to be seeking and desiring and searching for what we want to fulfill the lust of the eyes, the flesh, and the pride of life. Because i got to get it. Give me, give me, give me, give me, give me. Sawyer's already talking about selling this sea dude to get something with a supercharged nitro-powered something. I don't know. Man, I mean, there's nothing wrong with wanting something, but it, it, I'm just, we want, 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 want. But what is the will of the Lord for your life? We know, obviously, the will of the Lord for my life was not to drive a monster truck. I so wished it was. Or now it could be to drive in those mud plexes. That would be awesome. But it's not. But we've got to understand that He desires for us to be used to be the body of Christ, to be the hands and feet of Jesus, not to slap each other around because you don't agree with me. By the way, it is okay to disagree and you can still like one another. Uh, There's another post that I saw and it's true. You don't want to hear my thoughts, you want to hear your opinion coming out of my mouth. (laughs) That's, That's what you want. And uh, that's not reality. That's not true. But, but this is Ephesians. Go back to Ephesians 5. One, the will of God to be followers. To be followers of God. To be followers of Christ. To, to follow Him as dear children. What do your kids do when, you're, when they're young? What do they do? They follow you. That little ranger, that little puppy, you walk through the house and he's, he's following you. Right under your feet and tripping you up and whatever. But he's fo- this is how we should be with the Lord. Following him that close. When, 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 my, my, when I was young, my dad ran a lot. And he may still run. I don't know. He probably outrun me. But anyway. He ran a lot. And we would go to the beach and he didn't run just when he was at the beach. He already ran. Anybody else do that? Like I'm at the beach and I'm going to run now. And you're, you get there and you're like, this is this a stupid idea. And now you've got to walk back by everybody and they know that you're about to throw up and it's just, maybe that's just me, I don't know. But <laughs> he ran and, and I would I'd be like, man, and he, he, he gave this same illustration, I remember it, and it's why it stuck with me. He grew up in, at the beach in Wilmington. My grandfather pastored and, and my grandfather ran all the time and he run the beach and my dad would always say, if I can just hit his footsteps, I know where he's went. And I would always try to stay within the shadow of my dad as he ran. Because I knew I might not can keep up with him, but I can be close enough. So, so we follow Christ. We follow the Lord as dear children. I'm following Him. Wherever you're taking me, I'm going. But, but we are not to be as nagging sometimes as children are. Where are we going? Are we there yet? What are we doing? What are we doing? When is this going to happen? How much longer? How, how, how's this going to take? Can you stop and get me some Sour Patch Kids, Daddy? Can we, can we go there? Can, can I go to the store? Can we stop at this store too? Just follow. Just follow Him. So, so if, if you're going to be, verse 18, and be not drunk with wine wherein is excess, but be filled with the Spirit, if you're going to be controlled with anything and by anything, let it be the power and operating and working of the Holy Spirit in your life. Let it be by the Holy Spirit working and moving in your life. So you go verses 19 through 21, speaking to yourselves in psalm and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody in your heart to the Lord. This is something that, 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 that so many believers fail in because we just want to speak about people. Verse 20, giving thanks always for the things unto God and unto the Father in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting yourselves one to another in the fear of God. Going back to submission in the biblical sense, it's horizontal. It's never vertical. I'm not better than anybody. We're we're not. I mean, you know, man, when when 
and I'm not knocking anybody if they do this, uh, but man, when I was growing up, like, this was like, this was the holy sacred chair, <laughs> and uh, <laughs> I just wanted to run and touch it, because I thought it, I was like, they're, they're next to the Lord. But it don't mean anything. It just means I'm sitting right here and I've got to walk right here and whatever. And I'm not saying that people have chairs on the platform think they're better than that. That's not it. But the submission is horizontal. Submit to one another. What? In the fear of God. It's always, always horizontal. And it always comes because we have a love for one another. Not that I'm better than you, or not that you're better than me, but we, we respect and we, we love and desire fellowship one with another so that not only I can follow God and be in the will of God and walk as wise and, and walk as a child of light, but that you can too, because two flashlights are always brighter than one. Just are. I don't, I mean, I don't know. I, I hope this don't mess the camera up, but it's going to be all right if it does. We'll... We'll go. Everybody get your phones out. One time in church, get your phones out. And, uh, you know, I just want to see something here. We can, uh, can you turn the lights off back there, please? Just turn your flashlight on. I mean, they're all, look out, right? Look at that. Good Lord, she's got a, a car lot flashlight. They all work together for what? To illuminate. But it's like the, the it's not us, it's the Christ that's in us illuminating and and shining the way and, and, and showing people because this is how we should unite together. Believers. Darkness and light can't unite. Oil and water cannot unite. So this is what it is and we're, we're not to be partakers. You're not to attach your name to a cause that is evil. No matter what they tag to it. But you can't. So this is Paul writing and, 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 and instructing the church of Ephesus and, and telling what they, there's more to this walk than, than we realize. There's more to, more to the Christian life than what I said this morning, fire insurance. So the biblical submission, submitting ourselves, why? It, in the fear of the Lord. So we, we submit to God alone, but we respect and submit to one another. And not partaking in the craziness of life. I.e. do not, listen to me, if you don't hear anything tonight. A born again believer should never engage in an argument on social media. And I'm going to use some stern words here, because one, it's stupid. Two, most people don't even care. Redeem the time. Make the most of it. Tell them Jesus loves them and go on. Well, they told me I was an idiot and I'm part of a cult. Let them believe it anyway. We were drinking fruit punch out there this morning. <laughs> we're not a cult, by the way. We love Jesus Christ. He is our Lord and Savior. Nobody's following me. We're all following Christ. But be mindful of what we're doing. Don't get sucked into the hype and all the craziness. It'd be a good thing. to, 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 to It can be a good thing to Forms and the, the, the doors the Lord opens. It can be a good thing to use those platforms to promote the gospel of Jesus Christ alone. That's it. That even if somebody puts something on there that just disgusts you, you can pray for them and keep on scrolling. Because if you don't like it, you you move on past it. <laughs> You're not called to comment on everything on Facebook or, or, or Instagram or whatever it may be. We're called to be a witness. Not to, not to win arguments. So anyway, uh, there's my two cents on that. I want you to, uh, singers, if you have something, musicians, if you have something tonight, come. But I wanted to share with you tonight and, and something the Lord has really been burning in my heart. 
and I, I'm going to give credit where credit is due. And it had been there before, but the spark, the spark was still flickering. But something that Terrence and Melissa had shared with, with us and just sharing their hearts, and our heart and my heart, and something that's been burning in me is to, and, I, and I, I hope this makes sense to you, is that it's time to fertilize this garden. This garden. God has blessed us abundantly. And we will continue to sow in, in, in other areas, places. But we cannot neglect this garden. So, if we have to strip back down to the basics, and Lord, just have your way. Because in the end, it, it, if you will look at what church has become somewhat like automobiles, If you have the new navigator with the suicide doors and it drives itself and parks itself and, and, and all that crazy stuff, or you have a, a, a 1970 Vega that, that smokes and is hotter than a sauna, but the engine still turns, the transmission still engages, and the wheels still go, it still gets you where you need to be. The point I'm making is the bells and whistles really don't matter. I was talking to my brother the other day, and, and, and I, I, I'm not, hear me clear, and if you watch this, I'm not, the, the, the churches, the bodies that focus on entertaining have had an extremely difficult time in this time, through this. It's been difficult for everybody. But because you haven't been stripped down and now you've got to be real, and, and, and people's going to see your flaws and, and, and they're going to see that you've got scars on your head and, and, and a, you had a skin graft on your elbow and we're going to have conversations and I might say the word crap. I can't, I can't utilize all the bells and whistles anymore. We've got to be real. I, and I, I'm not saying you should say that thing, but I'm just saying... We've got to be real, real people, a real church, a real body that loves a real Jesus and the real love of Christ flow through us and it shows to this community because there is real people that are hurting really bad. And they need the gospel just as bad as we do. But how is this going to happen? By us walking wise. And seeking all that he has and all that he desires. Lord, I'm not asking you to, 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 to make it grow like nuts. I'm just asking for you to pour the fertilizer in. And what happens, happens. He's faithful. He's faithful. So tonight I want you to stand. And if you feel comfortable coming and making your place at an altar... Just ask Him to search your heart. Wherever you may be, you're sitting or watching, just ask Him to search your heart. Lord, let me be real. That should be our desire to know Him more, to let Him work through us and redeem the time. Go ahead and see.